When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we got our NFL picks against the spread coming up either at 12 or 12.30. Still don't know. We'll... I think it's 145. 12.30. <laughs> what, week 10? Travis, is week 10. Yeah, I do know. Look, it says week 10 right there. I know that. But there you go, Jorge. There you go. Thank it, you. Uh, the Niners are his four. four. He's still got the... By the way, that's worked Living out pretty dying. well for you. You got the lead at 53. Uh, the rest of us bunched together pretty tightly. Actually, we're all four of us bunched together. 53 for Jorge, 51 for me, 49 for Al, 45 for him. So this is actually really close from first to last. Yeah, that's, that's really close. close. Yeah, especially nine weeks in, something along those lines. Carnitas El Momo. Yeah, is the prize if I win, and you guys are paying. That whoever whoever finishes first should get to choose location. Yeah, and the other three split it evenly. I but really that's thought the that we already agreed on. Yes, yeah. I thought but you were going to go. I'm just telling you where we're going if I win. I thought you were going to go Mastro's Seafood Tower or something like that. Look, I would like to, but I'm not that bad. I'm a bad guy, but I'm not that bad of a guy where I'm going to go eat forty, you know, forty two hundred dollars worth of crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. Well, you guys accept going to a movie with me and getting the dinner in the movie? Sure. Yes, <laughs> that's what you want. That's awesome. what we'll do. Definitely. Yeah. What are we well, going to see? Well, don't worry. I'm not going to Is Top Gun Maverick still in theaters? <laughs> I could probably request that Top Gun Maverick comes back in the theater because they bring back um, movies all the time. They do. Oh, that's not. That's actually not a bad night out to go see a movie you know you're going to like. Yeah. You know what Susan and I watched a little bit? No, and... actually, you know what we'll do? We'll go see Killers of the Flower Moon so you can sit oh. there for three hours and 45 Look, I, minutes. I'd rather go to prison than watch a three and a half hour movie. That's Technically, the... it depends how long <laughs> your prison time is. I watched Gone with the Wind <laughs> four hours. So... Kind of funny you mentioned Gone with the Wind, which viewed through a contemporary sense is inappropriate on 20 billion different levels, right? It's just like, whoa. But again, the movie was made in the 30s, so take it for what it's worth. On the top of the Netflix queue, yeah. at least last night on ours, everybody's is different, right? Yeah, it's tailored. It's, yeah. yeah, I was going to say so, specific to uh, you. 16 Candles. Okay, the Molly Ringwald, you know, John Hughes film from the 1980s. And Susan and I are both like, oh, man, I think that came out when we were in junior high. It's like, you know, kind of a coming-of-age story sure. when we were coming-of-age. All this, like, we're going to watch this again. It is still funny. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Not cool. Not good. Yep. No. There's a lot going on in that movie that's like, wait, that, in the 80s, that was okay? Yep. Like, it's, it's and it's not one of those that's like, okay, that's kind of borderline. It's... In the first 20 minutes of the movie, you're like, that's not cool. Like four or five different times. Did you you knew that already? Yeah, I've watched it later in life. Yeah. And I kind of just. How long ago did you watch it? I watched it like in 2016. Yeah. I I had not seen it probably since 1988. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. I don't know. But I feel, okay, so this one sounds like more because it's in the 80s. You thought it'd be a lot less. Offensive. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> is the only word that I could come up with. You get it for earlier on, but the '80s is too. I, I'll be honest. I did not. And I grew up in the '80s, right? So I am a product of the '80s, and I know that 
I thought and said things that I would never thought and, and, of and think yeah. and, and say now mm-hmm. at times they think it's funny. But there was some stuff in there like, whoa, whoa, we've come a pretty long way in a relatively short period of time, and that's all good news. All right. Um, I want to read this to you. This is from uh, Buster Olney, ESPN baseball reporter, talking about the the Dodgers and their pursuit of Shohei Otani. This was kind of like an around table ESPN article where they asked the experts what they thought about different subjects and where he's likely to end up. Yeah, right. And his response was Dodgers. I'm, and this I'm, this is what he said. A friend of Otani said he believes Otani already knows where he wants to sign. He'll go through the process, standing back as his agent negotiates and works to goose the final numbers. But in the end, Otani will drive this thing. So maybe the bidding doesn't matter that much so long as the team he wants to play for steps up with a decent offer. And my guess is that'll be the Dodgers. One person in the Dodgers organization said President of Baseball Operations Andrew Freeman is, quote, obsessed close quote with Otani and that Friedman will put LA in position to land him Otani would make the most sense at this moment for the Rangers they have a blank checkbook and the time to let him heal as a pitcher but I think Otani picks Southern California again okay I want to read the opening sentence again because this is the thing that I think we all make this assumption or I don't, mistake is too strong of a word but a friend of Otani said that he believes that Otani it's like we're third hand seven words into the sentence. A friend, not Otani, not an agent, a friend of Otani said that he believes, in other words, I think, nobody's saying Otani knows where he's going. Sure. Otani has made his decision because I heard it from an agent or I heard it from Otani's. It's all, well, we think he's about this, and a friend of this person knows a person that thinks that it might be that. This is more of the same. And Buster Olney is about as plugged in as you're going to find. Buster Olney is on top of this stuff, and it's still that he believes it's the Dodgers, as a Dodger fan, makes me excited. But this doesn't lead me to believe that it's on the one-yard line with the Dodgers just because a friend thinks Otani has already made up his mind. It's it's also, I find it interesting, if we heard so little from Otani, why would there be a friend speaking on Otani's, not necessarily his behalf, it's just more Let the cat out of the bag. Potentially. Yeah, could be. And then but that that's friend, weird. I'm and then you. that friend goes and I'm with you. Tells other people that hey, I, I think I know where he's going to end up, because uh, he doesn't need a messenger, right? Ooh. Like Otani doesn't need. Let me find somebody that I can have say this indirectly with the cases. That's that's unnecessary. And I I, I think the other part that sticks out to me is. So maybe the bidding doesn't matter that much so long as the team he wants to play for steps up with a decent offer. I don't know what the definition of a decent offer is. I know the definition for the Dodgers is different than it might be for other teams, right? And I and I don't know what the exception of the rule is. If it's not Otani, then there really isn't an exception to the rule that, no, this is their philosophy and this is where they go from here. Um the only way that I think other teams think they got a shot against Otani because maybe they're not located in Southern California or on the West Coast is we got to offer the man more money, more years, and almost put together a ridiculous deal because that's the only shot that we have. If to hear to hear only tell it, that's not what Otani's looking for. That that the the crazy deal is not the deciding factor that a good deal in a good situation is the factors it's a crazy deal with a really good team it's different with a really good organization with a really good 
the brand is the right brand. I don't know if that's enough to sway him, but maybe that's the only thing the Chicago Cubs can do. Maybe that's the only thing the Red Sox can do. Maybe that's the only thing the Yankees can do. And these are all really good franchises. They just happen to not be located on the West Coast. There's a part of this that I, I talked to some people here and there that I think are pretty plugged in to what's going on. And the one part of this that I have heard with my own two ears from somebody who I really trust on this is the idea that Andrew Friedman, this has kind of been his Moby Dick, right? The 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 player that he has coveted for a very long time at a couple of different spots, coveted out of high school, coveted when he was coming to the major leagues for the first time, and now this is the third time uh, where he's going to have at least an opportunity to try to get him to come. I have heard that, that this is somebody that he is, that's the guy that I want, which brings me to this, Lee. I'm not saying Andrew Friedman would have to do this, but what I would like to hear through channels, what I would like to hear through – you know, a buster only type. Sorry, Al. Ken Rosenthal. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> somebody like that that says, I've spoken to somebody inside the Dodger organization and they've made it very clear that they're not going to get beat on Otani because of economics. I would love to hear that because they're still in the, I'm a Dodger fan. In the back of my mind, there's that, I think they're going to go, I think they're going to be very aggressive, but I also think there is a point where they're saying, we're not going to do that. Now, where that where that line is, I don't know. Where where, but I would like to, for this particular player, have some sense of look. We're gonna do every. If he doesn't come here, it's not gonna be because somebody went above and beyond where we were willing to go. I would love to hear that with this player, and we never hear that with the Dodgers. We know they paid Mookie, they paid Freddie, we know they paid Trevor Bauer, but it's always that we're also gonna have even Mookie and Freddie's deals in the economics of baseball pretty favorable terms for the Dodgers they don't make air quotes bad deals I wouldn't mind them making a potentially air quotes bad deal to get this for this particular guy if if Andrew Freeman is obsessed of trying to get Otani if there really is no financial look whatever you end up paying Otani I know from baseball terms there might be times you're like oh my gosh I can't believe there's that many I, I know that that could potentially happen but Whatever revenue that's going to come in from Otani as well, I think the dollars are a wash, and whatever you pay, you're going to get it back plus God knows how much. I don't want to say it sounds like it's Dodgers to lose, but doesn't it kind of sound like if if everything that what he's looking for, plus staying on the West Coast, plus a great market, plus uh, a, a franchise that you can look at and say, yeah, that's one of the few franchises – Fits. It fits. Doesn't mean it happens, it, but it and fits. And that, that's the scary part, right? But as a Dodger fan, the, my my great fear is they're close, but they don't do it. And I'm, I'll make up some numbers sure. here. That the dot again. These are me guessing it. Stuff. Make easy numbers up because I the, think that the Dodgers are willing to offer him ten years, five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Okay, cool. The San Francisco Giants are offering 12 years at 600 million bucks. Sure. That's oddly close, right? I know, I know it's 100 million dollars. I understand that. But you know what? I'll eat two more bad years to get this guy. I was willing to do 10. I've already bought a couple of bad years. I'll buy two more cuz I have to have this. It's exactly what the Dodgers don't do. It's exactly what they don't do. And it's literally the only shot some of these other teams have is to say 
cool, what's the Dodgers offer? We got to offer a couple more years and a and a hundred million on top of that. And the only way that the Dodgers coming out of that looking good is if the Otani thing goes the way that Pujols went, where the Cardinals got the very best out of him. The Angels came in off the top rope, gave him a ten year deal, yep. whatever, and. With all due respect, they got nothing to show for it, mm-hmm. right? They made the playoffs once. The team was bad frequently, and Albert Pujols never really connected with the Angel fans, never really connected with the Angel community, and really was a, a non – because Mike Trout showed up and instantly became the most popular player on the team, yeah. almost yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. That's how that happened. That if that happened with Otani somewhere else, you could go, "Woo, we dodged it. But what if – what happens with Corey Seager happens? What if he goes to Seattle? What if he goes to San Francisco and bam, it hits? You win a, you win a, a, a I almost said Super Bowl. You win a World Series. And it, whatever's coming next with Corey Seager, I don't know. You don't know. Rangers don't know. But they got one. And they got an MVP candidate who played like one for a couple of seasons. And maybe what they've already gotten is worth what they're about to pay. Do you think there's a scenario where let's use the same numbers that you just used? The Giants offer twelve years, six hundred. Dodgers offered ten years, um, five hundred. Five hundred. That Otani says, "I know where I want to be. I want to be with the Dodgers. I'm going to go ten years, five hundred. Do you think there's a scenario like that? I, I do. Mm-hmm. And but that's a pretty dangerous game to play. That he just likes you a little better because it is a hundred million. <laughs> because it is two more years. Because and at this point, it's like if I'm going, but could it just be that? I get it, and I if I was doing this just for the money, maybe. And and I think part of his track record, um, he hasn't technically. Couldn't he have made more money when he was younger by doing certain things? What was I think part of the conversation was when he came and every, there was there were some scenarios laid out there. What it was it wasn't just financial. No, he, he's never going to need to worry about money. But yeah. there is I, I I used to roll my eyes at it, but it makes more sense to me now. There is something about respect that is that that is conveyed through money Mm -hmm. that's not about the money it's about respect i kind of look i'm willing to do whatever it takes he's not it's not just that i'm giving you a hundred million but i am more convinced that you're going to be an impact that they're 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 hedging their bets against you already sure that there's something to that i believe and i would love to hear from the dodgers whether directly or indirectly we're not going to lose out on that we're going to lose out because he just wanted to go over there there's, you can't you can't overcome saying, that objection. You're saying say that now. Don't wait for just anything. Just let it be to, known. Just mm-hmm. let it be known. Hey, look, we we're not saying we're going to get him, but if we don't get him, it's not because we weren't willing to do whatever it takes. Slee, you got something 100 percent right yesterday. I'm going to let you take a victory lap when we come back. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. What's a great strategy is to go and watch Thursday Night Football with the crew here, okay? So Thursday Night Football is a new home. It's 909 Sports Bar, Yamabas Resort and Casino. You can join producer Lindsay, maybe her little dog Chewy, and the 710 Fun and Games Department tonight for a party. And we will be giving away $1,000 every Thursday night tonight from 4 to 7 at the 909 Sports Bar. Win cash and watch football. Again, I think the game between Louisville and UVA is probably much more interesting than the Chicago Bears versus the Carolina Panthers. But, you know, maybe uh, maybe you can watch both. That's why it's great because the 909 Sports Bar has probably a bajillion TVs. They That's do have a jillion TVs. Yeah, we were there for uh, March Madness. Do you not remember what you watched on one of those TVs Perfect there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, didn't want, I just black out that whole day. I don't uh, blame so you. actually, maybe, honestly, watching UVA there is probably a bad idea. Oh, that's real. Oh, I didn't even put that together. You're right. Yeah. The UVA will be on Well, maybe the they'll be the upset-er because, you yes. know, they'll upset ranked Louisville. Louisville's ranked number 11. Furman? Yeah, it was Furman. Yeah. They yeah. were purple. That's purple really people all. eaters or whatever <laughs> they were. Yeah. That one guy, one of your guys that just hucked the ball in yeah. the air for no reason. That was that's the whole, eight the seconds whole thing left. about that is that it was Kihei Clark who, so again, I know you guys don't know the lore about UVA football. Oh, so Furman's on the TV too. Anyway, but um, Kihei Clark got them the national championship. He had this huck of a oh, throw I remember you, I remember to Diakite yep. who, um, and he got the shot to send him to overtime, which ended up winning the game, whatever. And that Kia Clark's very last play as a UVA Cavalier is to screw them is poetic injustice, I believe. <laughs> anyway, go watch UVA's at the 909 Sports Bar. They have Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Are you at Louisville, Louisville, or Louisville? Louisville. Okay. Louisville. 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 Louisville Slugger. Louisville. Yeah. It's but just, I say when I see the bat, the city, oh, I'm going to go Louisville. But if I see the bat, it's a Louisville slugger. <laughs> I, I, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to that. It doesn't make any sense at all. But the bat is I a Louisville like the slugger. the lazy waves. The Louisville. No, that's not lazy. That's that's authentic. Louisville. It's like saying, uh, you don't say Melbourne. You say Melbourne. But, but Louisville <laughs> is Savannah. as little effort as possible. Louisville. <laughs> No, it's authentic. It's like you just got to lean into the It could be authentic, but I'm saying it's also very Let's try a quick call here. San Louis. <laughs> Brandon in Laguna Niguel, of all places. My, oh, my. What's hey, up, Brandon? Hey. What is up? I know, Trav, right down the street from you. Um, He's like, your sprinklers are on. Did you go to the party? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not, unfortunately, because I don't know where Trav lives. I'm not a creep like that. <laughs> but, it's right by the um, moat. Yeah. Hey. I'm right by the Chick-fil-A, Trav, if you know where that is, where the Costco but, is, that's where I'm at. But am I right? Right? That's, that's, that's It's not an easy place to get in and out of. No. No. See? Um, I but I got something for Lee because I watched your post game. Didn't watch the Lakers game, so took your post game advice of good thing I didn't watch it because I don't even know what is happening with the Lakers right now. And I got to go back to that Heat game because I know we drew up the play for Cam Reddish to shoot a three, but – we're down one. Why are we trying to shoot a three with a non-three-point shooter? It just blows my mind. But another thing for you, Trav, as far as baseball, I know yeah. I'm going to ramble here with three things. I think the Ron Washington hire is great. I don't know why Perry didn't do it last year, coming from Atlanta, keeping things you know, somewhat in like a system that they both are familiar with. I think Ron Washington is great at developing guys. Uh, you're seeing posts right now from – 
infielders from the Braves saying how Wash was their guy, really drilling the basic fundamentals, which I feel like the Angels have not had season after season after season. So season, so I'm looking forward to that. And then last one for you, Trav, favorite golf course in our area. And Arroyo, that's all I got. Arroyo Tribuco. It's where I play. Hey, it's beautiful. Yeah, far, far. That's eighty-five percent of my it's rounds go of golf for there. Yeah, that's where. That's where I go. It's got. They got. And that then you're going to run into Brandon there. I, I I run into a lot of people there. I run into our friend Mark Rogandino was out there a lot. We we, we run into him. Um, very quickly on Ron Washington. We'll spend a little more time on this coming up a little bit later. Yeah, Ron Washington might be the most popular coach slash manager in baseball maybe dusty baker but he's he's right up there with him he is wildly popular among his players and baseball people like media executives everybody loves ron washington he is universally liked i don't think it's going to make one damn bit of difference and it has nothing to do with ron washington nothing ron washington had success he took the mariners or the uh rangers to the world series a couple of times this is their fourth manager in six years. They've made the playoffs once with Mike Trout and and zero times with Shohei Otani. This is not a managerial issue. Anybody think Joe Madden was a bad manager? Didn't work. Anybody think Mike Sosha was a bad manager? Didn't really work once certain ownership came in. Brad Ausmus was there for one year yep. before they blew him out. Phil Nevin was there for a year and a half before they blew him out. This has nothing to do with Ron Washington. This has everything to do with the Angels. The Angels have a barren minor league system they have a, a, a an owner that changes his mind as often as most people change their socks you've got no major league pitching talent to speak of other than middle of the road stuff there's nothing coming down the pipeline you haven't developed a quality pitcher and god knows how long this is not a managerial issue ron washington great guy i hope that he has success, but this is not, hey, we got the right manager for the job. There is no right manager for that job. That's why we keep saying, and, and it's going to be the same issue over and over again, um, Artie Moreno's the issue. I'm going to go back to a year ago. Remember how excited Angel fans were? They thought to yeah. themselves, wait, wait a second here. Are we actually, are we going to change the owner of this team? Is he finally going to sell? That's the time that they had the most hope. And unless Artie Moreno has this leap of faith and all of a sudden starts doing things differently, gets the hell out of the way, puts the right people in position, and doesn't meddle in the process of it, um, I I don't know what's going to change and whether, like you said, it's Phil Nevin, Joe Madden, Brad Osmus, Mike Sosha, whoever the managers are, Ron Washington, the top is still the same. Yeah. So how, how is it going to change if the foundation of your home is still screwed and up? And by the way, they've gone through nearly as many general managers who have gone on to find success in other places. And I think Perry Manassian's pretty darn good. I think that his, his ability to identify the things that need to be done, but if you're not allowed to do it, then what's the point? What, what's the point of it all? Um, very quickly, I just want to read this from Jeff Passon talking about Ron Washington be hired. These are quotes. The whims of Artie Moreno a barren farm system, questionable contracts, and lacking talent at the major league level. That's not a managerial fix. That's an organization that doesn't know what the heck it is they're doing. You said something that was spot on yesterday. Talking about Anthony Davis and his his hip that was giving him a hard time against Miami. Was it Miami, right? Yeah, Miami didn't play the final four team. Right, and, and you could tell it was bothering him. Like, he winced a couple of times, and, and you know, he's in, go to the locker room, come back and play, go, and finally they – and then he said immediately after the game, oh, I'm playing on uh, Wednesday. I'm, yep. play, I'm playing against the Rockets. And you're like, why, why are you saying that? Why, why put yourself in that position? Because Alan Slewa, Travis Rogers, Emily, you know, Baker fans well went – 
Yeah, okay, buddy. Like, we, we didn't believe it. He, I don't know who he's trying to convince, and it just felt like we were onto something with that, that well, he's trying to convince either himself or try to deflect criticism that hasn't even come yet. I don't – for me, it's less I, whether I believe him or I don't believe him, but I think it's – A.D., you don't have to tell us anything. Don't don't worry about – and I, I'm sure he does worry about what people say about him. I'm sure he is worried about – when people talk about Anthony Davis, there's a part of it that says his play – consistency, best defensive player in the NBA, and his availability, right? That's a big part of it, is how often is he going to be available for the Lakers? The reason why I said you don't have to tell us on Monday whether you're going to play on Wednesday to try to show, like, no, no, I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm this, this one, I'm going to be in there. Just go through the process. Yeah. You get 82 games to figure it out. Nobody's, nobody's waiting to see you this year when you go on basketball reference to say, AD played 78 games this year. <laughs> right. Nobody's expecting that. Of course not. And it's actually not in the best interest for the Lakers it's to have him play 78 interest. games, yeah. right? It's just be healthy for the playoffs and go from there. So that that's the only thing I pulled away from it. Even yesterday during practice, they had a shoot-around, and he said that he's feeling a lot better. So, I, again, I, it goes back to he was – the indications were, hey, I think he's going to play, and then he went through his warm-up, and it was, no, he's not going. I, I – I think he's got a lot of stuff in his mind. That, that's it. That's it right there. About what are other people going to say? Oh my gosh, every time this happens, that's the conversation. I go down with some kind of an injury, Twitter blows up, and I think he's got to do as best as he can to just push all that stuff to the side. Do us in the best, best interest of your body it, and the team. It felt like a preemptive, I'm going to get in front of Charles Barkley calling me street clothes again. That's what it felt like. I'm going to get in front of the the glass-breaking sounders. I'm going to get in front of all the things that people say about me. And the fact of the matter is, it's too late. We, we've made up our mind, for better or for worse. And I think most people have landed. Like from, I'll, I'll use myself as the example. Yeah. Anth- here is my opinion of Anthony Davis as an NBA player. He is a very, very good player most of the time mm-hmm. who gets hurt frequently and misses a lot of games. That's who he is. It's because it, there's 10 years of that. This isn't a year or two. Anthony Davis is not, I'm going to go out there and grind it out. That's not who he is. I don't need him to be that. Anthony Davis is not the guy that puts the franchise on his back. and He's not that. I don't need him to do that. LeBron James is still in the building. That he is a really talented, good player most of the time who misses a lot of games and gets hurt frequently. That's just who he is. It's it's not a criticism. It's an observation, and it's an accurate one. And him to, well, I'm going to just let it happen, dude. Yeah. We, you're not, but you, don't you, you feel like he is? There, there's a protection of like, oh, my gosh, it, I got to play. Because like, people he, but, are going to say something. But, and but we is. knew he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Or we knew there was at least a real possibility that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like if Kobe Bryant had gotten hurt in the same environment and said, oh, I'm playing on on Wednesday. Kobe Bryant, we all would have gone, Kobe's going to play. Yeah. And we never would have even thought. Yeah, th- I get th- it. This was one of these. Well, I'm going to play. And we all went, yeah, okay. Let's, can we just, uh huh. And guess what? He didn't play. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I'm not mad at him for not playing, but it speaks to his psyche that he felt he needed to immediately defend that he was going to play. And we all kind of knew he was. And he wasn't. doesn't need to. Exactly. And he doesn't need to. It's unnecessary. But it's a good observation. It's a good point. Because I, I I do think there is, in his own head, he's probably saying to himself, what are people going to say? But unfortunately, that's something that's already been written. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, guys. Hi, Em. 
I'm still Greg today. Where's he at? I don't know. Yeah, come on. He's busy he says, running He's here every day, and he's on here uh-huh. every day. Yeah, come on, well, Greg. Yeah. Anyway, so last night, uh, James Harden had, went back to play the Nets. So again, one of his many um, uh, revenge Stops. tours yeah, yep. <laughs> that he has. Probably almost every team in the league at this point. <laughs> so um, Ian Eagle was calling the game for the Yes Network, and he, <laughs> James Harden tried to pass across the court, and it was a lot further than he anticipated. So this is the call from Ian Eagle. Harden, that's coming my way. I got it. Unbelievable. I could see it from the beginning. Ed, you take over, my friend. That might have been my greatest call in NBA history. I have to play it one more time. Harden, that's coming my way. I got it. He's so smooth. This is a great call from an Iron Eagle. Oh, fact. He's... You know, there's like the the mega, mega, mega celebrity play-by-play guys. Al, Al Michaels, Michaels, Joe Buck, yeah. Jim Nance. Uh, you know, th- those guys yeah. that are at the very, very top of that. Ian Eagle's one of those guys. Ian Eagle is funny, as you can tell right there. He hands the ball back to here. Ed, you take it from here. He's His play-by-play is terrific. You always know exactly what's happening. He's quick-witted. He's a little droll. Like, he's pretty dry with most of this stuff. I think he's an all-star. I think he's fantastic. Al? Fact, same thing. I, I will say this, just kind of add to the moment. There's a lot of times, you know, you have something like that. It's obviously not scripted. You have no idea what's going on. I love how I don't. <laughs> the way you can make it, you can joke around about it and still have the 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 call that you're talking about, like the call that you play. The way you could just take it and make it so seamless. Anybody who's listening or watching, you don't need to see the video, but if you watch the video, it add more adds just great context to it. Like you said, handing the ball back to the referee. Like I've done my job. Now you go do yours. <laughs> That's brilliant in this like small little clip in that short amount of time. I I think did he's he great. saw it like as it's happened. Oh, that one's coming by and it yeah. landed in his lap. Literally, it's terrific. Okay. I think he's great. Though. He understands what's happening in the game, like those stories <laughs> behind, like this one with James uh, Harden coming back to Brooklyn. Isn't he the same guy that adds lyrics and stuff? Yes. Like, yeah, he's just great. He's he knows. terrific. Yeah. Lovely guy. It was like when he said, Oh, there's a blank space in the exactly. end zone. Yeah. Absolutely. Him and Kevin Harlan are the two guys fighting for the title of best guy that's not one of those three guys. Like, they're both just fantastic. Yeah, they're right there, and obviously yeah. those guys will There's just not a vacancy. Not always, yeah, they're, right? they're not going to be there forever. Right. Yeah. They're terrific. All right, so uh, it came to my attention that the Jazz has – so every stadium has Wi-Fi. You know, you can connect to the Wi-Fi. might just be specific for press, might be specific for everybody else. But yep. the Wi-Fi in the Jazz's arena, <laughs> at least yesterday, was Jordan pushed off. That was the title <laughs> of the Wi-Fi that you could connect to. So you like to have – have a funny Wi-Fi name. Alan, Fetch Cap. Okay. It's Cap because I haven't done it, but it's fact as in why haven't I done that? And that's <laughs> hilarious. And that one is a perfect one because to just have that many people that are on the public network like that, and then it gets out and we could talk about it, that's such a creative way of doing things. I know, Em, you were talking about this, that there's times you might be in a public area and you're trying to look for whatever it is. You're looking for your own Wi-Fi and other people's are popping up. And I'm like, what the hell? That's such a random name. It's like, a great idea alone, and I need to do it more. It can't just be the, you know, exclamation point <laughs> 6XF. I just, whatever they give me is what I usually go with. Trev? So I have done that. I, I So 
I, there probably isn't a way to change the name of the network. I just don't know how to do it, but I you do can, know yeah. I do know how to change the name of the password, which I always change to something absurd and ridiculous, and it always has the word tuna in it multiple times hmm. because my kids are mortified that I do that. And when their when their buddies and and friends come over and they want to log on, they have to tell them like, "Hey, what's your Wi Fi password?" And every time it's. Ugh. It's Bobby, it's, don't shower downstairs. It's Tuna Marco is great. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, it's my dad. He's an idiot. And I, that gives me all the feels. That's I love very that. very much a dad joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of my buddies uh, in his house, I remember we asking him, hey, man, what's your password? He's like, anything. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> anything. And like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, the word anything. <laughs> That's the password. Capital A? Capital A. <laughs> anything. And, and I, I just thought that was hilarious. You know? yeah, yeah, I, I, I dig it. It's pretty great. All right. So uh, last night, Tracy Chapman won Song of the Year at the Country Music Awards uh, for Fast Car. So it was in large part because of Luke Combs' cover of uh, Fast Car. It's gotten introduced to a new generation of um, listeners, and yeah, this is the original by Tracy Chapman. It's it's a classic. It's amazing. It's very emotional. It's beautiful. It's a great song. All right, so there is something that didn't get the credit it deserved in its time that you loved. Jorge, Fedor Cap. Oh, man. Why don't you come back to me on this one? Is this like, yeah. like anything like anything could, so you think you could so say not a, music a, not you could it see could a be a basketball anything. player that you think that didn't get the credit it deserved mm-hmm. it could be a movie you didn't get credit it deserved anything um first of all what do you think of luke combs's cover um i think that he is a talented singer i just don't think that he understands the context behind this song that him singing it is an affront to Tracy Chapman. I I like it, and I I like Tracy Chapman's original, and I like I just like the sound of Luke Combs's voice, so I didn't mind it. But sure, I uh, it, it is a beautiful song. I'm with you on that. Um, me, I have not gotten the credit that I deserve. Okay. I've been a big fan of myself for a very long time. I don't think that the sure. rest of the universe has understood the level of the brilliance that Absolutely. I bring to the airwaves every single day, and I'm waiting for the rest of everybody, resting for the rest of you to catch up to me because I am fully aware of my level of expertise sure, sure. that no one else seems to be willing to recognize. Great, Al. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer, man. That was a good answer. You know, I was leaning towards, and this is going to probably have more to do with my childhood. I don't know. Maybe they were appreciated. I don't feel like they were appreciated enough. I spent so much time in my childhood at rec centers. And I don't know if they get the proper love, but like these places basically free. You can get, you know, a membership. They're there for kids after school. You got the gym. uh, You got the basketball hoop. They'll set up nets if you want it. If you want to play volleyball inside the game center, they got pool, ping pong, this, that. You know how much time I spent as a kid at a rec center? I don't know if that's kind of what you're thinking of, but something underappreciated that had a big impact for me, rec centers, even uh, coaching uh, uh, in rec centers as well. Jorge? Uh, Something along those lines, teachers. You know, teachers are like the ones that- yeah, show you like you know impact your life. It's, it's, yeah, especially mm-hmm. like some of the even my college teachers at this point. You know, one of them works at Dodger Stadium. PJ Butter, he works at ninety two point three. And if it wasn't for that guy planting that radio seat in my head, who knows? 
I would have been here. I just want to be a camera guy and do TV and stuff like that. But once they said, hey, there's a thing called radio, I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. And, yeah. Okay, what didn't get as credit in its time, the show Pan Am, because I also watched that <laughs> oh, show. We yeah, talked good, about good it one. with Margot Robbie. It was great. And also, um, I don't like that you continue to disrespect Christina Ricci's role in Pan Am. Sure. She was terrific in that. Margot Robbie. It launched Margot Robbie, Robbie which Margot is Robbie's it's, fantastic, it's Also, too. Freaks and Geeks didn't get its credit in its time. It's a great show. Love the show. You don't like it? I don't dislike it. Okay. I, 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 I do like it, but it the is- The cast was amazing. It, I, I'm not. Yes, I mean Seth Rogen, Jason Segel, sure. uh, J- James Franco before he was a lunatic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cardinelli, I mm-hmm. think, or Cardellini, I believe. Linda it. Cardinelli. L- Linda Cardinelli. She's terrific. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's great, but everybody just goes so bananas for it. It's, it's great. like slow down. It, it, it's fine. It's good. I don't know if it's great. It's good. It deserved more than a season. I agree with and that. And also, the original live-action Scooby-Doo did not get a credit it deserved. I think it's amazing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. I, yeah. I watch also it every Linda year. Linda Cardinelli, yes? yes? I'm, uh, just, I'm a big Linda Cardinelli fan. Uh, well, big, that's big probably fan. not a big surprise to you. Yes. Me too. Yeah, you're, she's a pretty uh, brunette woman. Yes. I, I would have I assumed it. All right, so um, University of Nevada uh, is having some issues with their college basketball uh, arena because there is an infestation of bats. Oh, that's good. Ooh, okay, gross. so they're... Their bats are flying around. Where's Ginobili? <laughs> exactly. Just, take, um, 30 Just going there swatting yeah. them left and right. <laughs> All right Comes so out we, of retirement. I know we talked about your mouse infestation at your house. Not infestation. Infestation it had is aggressive. A mouse. Um, but to There's Susan, it was an infestation. Yeah, to Susan, it definitely was. Um, but bats would be the worst infestation to have. Travis, Patrick Cap. I think Cap. Bats are really gross. Like, I, I don't know if. Do you see them a lot where you are? Um, not a lot. Okay, but occasionally there's yeah, a very Cajon, too. specific there's, place, yeah. like oddly enough, where the, one of the callers mentioned the golf course that I play a lot. If you're playing at sundown, they come out and they're kind of zipping all over the place, and it's yeah. really kind of gross. But I don't think there's anything worse than roaches. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I think a roach infestation yeah. is the is at the top of the list. Bats are top five for sure, mm-hmm. but I'll go roaches. Al cockroach. Yeah. Just, yeah. Not, it, I, I was waiting for you. I was like, I don't know. He's going bats, rats. I don't know where he's going. Cockroach for me. Bats, rats, cats. Because those are also like, they're. I'm not gonna. This is not the game plan, but it's also not like I can't just like, oh, well, I'm gonna step on this or that. Like, when they're there, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah there's not one. No. And and then you got the the little guys, the babies that are all over the place. Yeah, it's not a good thing. It's yeah. not a good look. I I would have right. said skunks might be the worst infestation because it's going to infect a lot of your life. Oh, roach. Because it is. smells quick, so bad. Quick skunk story? Sure. My my skunk brother, my, I was in college. My mom and dad went out of town and I have a younger brother, my brother Sean. And he was home alone for a couple of days. He went to, uh, to the back door of our house to let the dog out to go eat or use the bathroom or whatever. The dog's bowl was on the back porch. There was a skunk eating out of the bowl. So when he opened the door, the dog went out and chased the skunk, and the skunk blasted the dog, and the dog lost its mind. It went like crazy. Immediately turned around, ran back into the house, jumped on all the furniture, rolled on the carpet. It, it was it. Like the the entire house smelled like a skunk for months. Oh my gosh! So and that that was it was horrible They're my brother missed two LA. days of school because he couldn't get it off of him it was it was that bad it was just maybe disgusting. i'll take the co- maybe i'll take the cockroaches as yeah. uh when i used to live in south pasadena there are skunks all the time and yeah. it's, it's now as much not as much of an issue but yeah it's terrible it's nasty 
That's it? We're going to end on grody skunks? Roaches. Yes. Fun Roaches. fact about bats, every time they exit the cave, they go left. Is that true? That's true. Do you know why? I remember that from school. I don't know why. It's one of those useless knowledge. Find out right now. Get get on WikiSleep. I don't know why, but they do Why do bats turn left? (laughs) Every time, dude. (laughs) The Lakers had a very, very bad night. Is it just that or is it more? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Still breaking down skunks during the break with Emily. (laughs) Just wanted- Bats turn left too, by the way. Did you figure out why? No, there was nothing. The ball, sleep. There Come was on. nothing specific. We confirmed that in a common myth on the internet that bats turn left when leaving a See? cave. It has been observed that they have no preference and will turn right or fly directly ahead as often as they turn left. So it sounds like the internet has lied to us. You're, you're, you're spreading propaganda. No, no, that's what I learned in school. I don't know what it's just. You know, you know how it goes. One of those things usually sticks in your head. I love those things that yeah. you believe, like in your soul. Like bats turn left at the caves, and like actually, that's not even a little bit true. <laughs> when I read that in here, I'm like, well, the internet's wrong. Jorge <laughs> told me. Learned Jorge learned, like, learned from a teacher. <laughs> Wikipedia. I'm gonna change it right now. <laughs> Anybody can edit there. Yeah, they just, just let it rip. <laughs> exactly. Like, nope, re- wrong. I was told by my fifth grade teacher that's that they right. go left. Uh, Miss Hammer. That's great. Uh, Slee Lakers <laughs> got killed last night. Yeah. They they got blown out by a team that's not very good, mm-hmm. a team that will struggle to make the playoffs. They still haven't won a game on the road. They continue to have all sorts of problems in the first quarter. They're a minus 74. Is that uh, bad? It, it's the worst in the history of the NBA Could be bad. through eight games. They give up. Uh, they still have yet to outshoot their opponent from the three-point line in eight games. They have the worst three-point defense in the league. They have their head coach calling them out on effort about rebounding and things like this. Austin Reeves does not look like the Austin Reeves we saw uh, last season. LeBron is playing heavy minutes, and they're still not winning. That's a lot of red flags through the first eight games of the season. Yeah, and I, listen, if I, if I ask you the question, I mean, I, I, I mentioned this. We had a caller calling earlier. I wasted two and a half hours of my life yesterday. If you watch the Lakers play basketball yesterday, you literally wasted two you know, and a half Al, there's hours no of your waste. life. If you learn something from it, it's not a waste. Absolutely true. <laughs> that part is true. Last night, I didn't learn anything. I wasted two and a half hours of my life. There's been so far, I think, this Lakers season, I think there's been a, okay, hey, you know, you're a couple games in. It hasn't looked smooth. All right. I wonder why that's happening. And then a few more games. Again, they've only played eight games, but I don't think, I don't want to just sit here and talk about the frustrations, not just losing to the Rockets by 34, which is in itself enough to be frustrated about. It's certain trends that you're watching from the Lakers that you just weren't expecting. Why, why should we be talking about is if the team is, are they motivated? Is the effort there? Why should we be having that conversation eight games in? Why should Darvin Ham be mentioning that to us after the loss against the Orlando Magic? Um, why would they start out, the, the stat that you had, the you want, minus you 74. Here's yep. what it is. The worst point differential in the first quarter through the first eight games in NBA history. It's a very specific, right? The first eight games, first quarter only. But here are the numbers. Lakers are the worst ever, minus 74 points. The next worst were the 2009 Knicks, minus 71. Next worst than that is a tie for the 06 Blazers and the 99 Wizards, who were both minus 70. So that's not company that you want to keep. I think the part that's the most disturbing about that 
is that of those other three teams, the 09 Knicks, the 06 Blazers, and the 99 Wiz, none of them won more than 32 games. Yeah. That's the part that's like, wait a second, because eight games isn't a huge sample size, but none of those teams were able to recover from it. 32 wins is a bad team. LAOC card said, I learned the Lakers sucked even more last night. So he did learn something. Um, yeah, th th those stats, but put them all to the side. I, that, that's the one thing that I will I'll continue to harp on. I haven't watched the Lakers game yet this year where I sat back and said, that's a good basketball team. That I've sat back and said, damn, that looks really good. Look how these pieces complement each other. I haven't sat back and said, that's 48 minutes of good basketball and man, all the hype that was coming into the season, yep, that's why I was excited. That has not been the case. It has been the got to the Western Conference Finals. Wow, they got a lot further than we thought they were going to get to. They re-signed a lot of important key role players. Then they went out there and got more depth. And then the season started, and it's like, all right, well, where is all that? I'm going to help simplify this a little bit. Do you think in two weeks from now, we're still having the same conversation, or do you think we're saying – Okay, hey, it looks like they're, they're, the engine's starting to get going here. I don't think we're having the same conversation. I think I think for a couple – A, they're going to play teams that are going to be more manageable, which will help a lot. Really and, bad and teams think, coming up. Mm -hmm. I still believe mm -hmm. that fundamentally it's a pretty good team. I agree with you. Yeah. So I think that, that in two weeks the conversation – we won't be having that conversation, at least as much. However, they didn't really give you many reasons to think otherwise in the first eight games. Fair. Now you could say – Vandal's eventually going to come back, and Gabe Vincent's going to eventually come back, and some of these other players are going to eventually come back. Austin Reeves can't play like this for a whole season. Who knows? You know, I, 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 would, I would agree with you. I would think so, too. But I also didn't think coming into the season that the way it's played out over eight games that we were going to have this blown out by Orlando, blown out by the Houston Rockets, um, barely squeaking by against the Phoenix Suns team that doesn't have Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, barely beating the Orlando Magic. They've already played them twice. One was a blowout. They won by three. I also didn't think some of this was going to happen as well. On top of all that, Braun and AD have actually had good starts to the season. So if those two are playing well... No, that's one of the red flags. That, that those two guys are good and the team isn't is a red flag because they have been good. Really good. And until last night, AD's been here for all the games and has played really well. That's a re At the end of the day, that's actually not a good sign. Like, if those guys were off too, you're like, look, they're going to get going. That, that would be better news than what you're getting because, look, this is not insightful to say they're not good. They're not. That has not looked good. The, the part that's intriguing to me is why. Because there are really only three answers, right? It, it's it's one of the three or a combination of some of them. It's A, they're just not good. You and I both believe that that's not the case. It's the effort isn't there. Okay, I, I certainly think that's a part of it. The other part is you're missing a lot of your important pieces. You're missing a lot of your injured players. And, oh, by the way, eight games really isn't that much. It's 10% of the season. That's not a ton. You have 90% of the season to play. Ten, I'm not going to get too worked up. I think it's the last two things because now – if it is the first thing, they're not good, then they're not good. Then it's never going to turn around. But if it's the other two things, it's very fixable. That's why I, it's, it, it looks like crap. It doesn't feel good. It's not fun to watch. I'm with you on all that. But I'm not, I don't have a sense of despair that, hey, how is this going to fix it? I think it will fix itself just because they got pretty good players. But this is the first time that I've heard you say, there's a lot of it. There's, there's, a, they, there's, there's a, a lot little of it. interesting stuff yeah. going on. That wasn't, and, I, and I, I think there's a little bit of that. I, I think. 
you have always I I'm, you're looking at it from a big picture perspective. That's the concept that I do. Okay, is the foundation that needs to be there there? I completely get it. At the same time, I am much more reactionary per game. It's like okay, well, why do you play that poorly against this team, or why is this happening? The problem with it, I I think now eight games is not a lot of games, but it is also ten percent of the yeah. season that you have watched, and all I have to assess is the ten percent. This is a, hey, what's going on over there? That 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 that's that's the level of like what? That, wait, oh, what's up with Austin Reeves? Like, is that we're gonna be all right over there? It's not. Oh God, what what are we gonna do with Austin Reeves? It's not that. It's more of a, okay, I you you have my I'm I'm what's going on over there? Where <laughs> we're not full five alarm fire, but let's let's do a little better. Let's, let's win the first road game of the season against Phoenix. Let's get Anthony Davis back. Oh, let's, five on the road. That's too. weird. It's weird. Getting out-rebounded, second-chance points, and getting absolutely drilled in the first quarter is a bad, bad look. So our NFL picks against the spread, M? Yeah. No, it's the uh, draft. That's at 12, and then we got the draft at 1230. Our draft. What are we drafting, M? We're drafting Pixar movies. Oh, there's a new one coming out, right? Yeah, so the trailer, the teaser trailer for Inside Out 2 came out this morning, and it got me thinking that we haven't done Pixar movies, and we all love them, so we're going to draft Done. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.